0: I'm to go to
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong, a podcast by Rotten Tomatoes. I am your host, Mark Ellis. I am flying solo today because my co-host, Jacqueline Coley, well, what can I give away? She's on assignment. I'm able to say that. The particular assignment we're talking about today is there's a big movie that just came out, and it is directed by a guy who I love from his sketch comedy days, and now he's directing some pretty scary movies. So Jacqueline is doing a lot of stuff with that particular film And so she can't be here today, but I'll tell you who is going to be here in just a couple of minutes. Tim Ryan, our expert review curation manager. And then after Tim, oh, yeah, by the way, we have the current belt holder in the women's division for the WWE. Liv Morgan is going to be joining us. She is the SmackDown Women's Championship belt holder, and she's going to be defending that belt this week against... I mean, the formidable competition in the WWE is one thing. When you bring in folks from the UFC, when you bring in somebody like a Ronda Rousey, it goes to a whole other level, and you can watch it all on SummerSlam right here on Peacock, July 30th. If you happen to be watching us on Peacock, hello to all of our listeners out there as well. Very excited to talk. Saw with Liv Morgan, the movie that started a franchise that some people love. Some people say, oh, it's gross torture porn. I just got to see Saw for the very first time. Can you believe I've never seen Saw? Came out in 2004, never seen it until this very week, but it's rotten. It's 51% rotten. That's according to the tomato meter. 84% according to the audience scores. We're going to get her saw take and probably go a lot of different directions once we get Liv Morgan here on the show in just a couple minutes. But first, a couple quick news and notes. We are in the heat of the summer. This fall, I'm back on the road. So you can get tickets for my comedy tour leading up to a very special taping event in LA in December. That's at markellis.live for all of the cities that I will be performing at. And a huge thank you to everybody who came to my show at San Diego Comic-Con. I love doing the annual American Comedy Company in the Gas Lamp District right across the street from the Comic-Con Convention Center. Uh, Y'all always pack that place out, and me and a lot of my friends have fun popping up on stage and telling you our new jokes that have a lot to do with some nerdy stuff that you're going to be seeing at Comic-Con. So I'll see y'all there next year. In the meantime, we're here to talk about Saw and why on earth is it rotten Or maybe does it deserve to be rotten? That's what our friend Tim Ryan is here to set up. He's going to tell us what the critics were saying at the time of Saw's release, way back when. I don't even know if we knew if Ross and Rachel were going to make it or not yet, but we knew Chandler and Monica were a thing. And so for the darker side of entertainment back then,
0: here's Tim Ryan. It's safe to say that the three big breakout hits of the 2004 Sundance Film Festival were Garden State, Napoleon Dynamite, And Saw. That's right. Before it spawned eight sequels and generated hundreds of millions of dollars at the box office, Saw was a little indie horror film hoping to stand out in a festival lineup that included the dark and disturbing likes of The Machinist, High Tension, Open Water, Mean Creek, and Primer. Upon its release that fall, Saw earned comparisons to Seven, more for its thematic similarities than its technical brilliance. That said, it clearly struck a nerve, with some critics praising its clever twists and others bemoaning its sadistic gore. Saw is rotten at 51% on the Meter with 188 reviews, and it has an 84% audience score. So what did the critics have to say? In a rotten review, James Christopher of the Times of London wrote, James Wan's horror film Saw is full of demented twists and guilty-looking actors, but the scenario is cruel enough to make you squirm. However, in a fresh review, Robert K. Elder of the Chicago Tribune wrote, Saw is a nasty, nasty piece of business, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. The Rotten Tomatoes Critics' Consensus reads, Saw ensnares audiences with a deceptively clever plot and a myriad of memorable, nasty set pieces, but its lofty ambitions are undercut by a nihilistic streak that feels more mean than profound. So that's the original Saw. Jacqueline, Mark, listening to you is the opposite of torture. Back to you, folks.
1: All right, thank you, Tim. And without further ado, let's get into this interview with WWE superstar Liv Morgan. As mentioned at the top of the show, it's a very exciting day here at Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong because our guest today, you know, we've had some pretty good guests over the years, we've had some very special panelists. Here to talk about movies, but no one ever liked this. We have Liv Morgan, who is obviously a champion SmackDown wrestler. You can catch her on WWE SummerSlam, which is going to be on Peacock July 30th. So this is dropping, and then later on this week, we have SummerSlam coming up. It's a very exciting time for Liv Morgan. Welcome to the show, Liv. How's it going? E- e- and you're, you're, you're prepping for SummerSlam, and you're taking some time out right before that to come talk horror movies with us.
2: Of course, I always have time to talk horror movies. Yeah, SummerSlam <laughs> is coming up, but today, I'm all your guys.
1: Oh, this is great. And uh, you're kind of the reason why I saw this movie, Saw. I'd never seen it before. I'm a big horror uh, movie fan. What never the... seen Saw. Never seen a Saw movie. What? Not a one of them. You know... I, I here's the here's the thing is like you think about horror movies and people love to have their little subgenres with horror movies. And and this one always kind of flirted with the is it torture porn? Is it a real horror movie? But at the end of the day, you know, how would you describe Saw? So let's say you're trying to sell somebody that you're friends with on seeing Saw for the first time. How would you describe it to them?
2: Oh, I'd be like it's sick. It's graphic. Um, <laughs> You see so much blood and gore and but it's smart.
1: I think that's the big thing, is that it's it's smart in a way that it's not just there to be disgusting and violent and bloody. There's certainly that element, but you also get some real genius behind these traps slash puzzles, however you want to refer to them. So we're going to get into Saw in particular, the 2004 movie that is, I think, a, a travesty being rotten on the tomato meter at 51%. But before we get into that, your entry point into horror movies, if we can go way back when with Liv Morgan do you remember like the first time you saw a horror movie and you're like I kind of dig what's going on here
2: yeah I mean I think the first thing that I can truly remember is seeing Blair Witch
1: Yeah.
2: but it like it it truly like terrified me and frightened me I thought it was real because like I remember at that time like it was kind of being like played off like this real footage um so I thought it was real and so it, it terrified me um I still watch it though. I don't know why. I was a little sicko. I was so scared. Thought I was real, like almost in tears, but I like couldn't look away.
1: Um, that I think movie. That was experience. That, that yeah. movie scared the crap out of. Me. I'll, okay, I'll tell you this quick story. So Blair Witch Project. It was really like the last great rumor before the internet could debunk stuff. You know. Yeah. And so this movie, I see this movie poster, and it's like this is the found footage. It's a true story. There is a documentary that it it it's a mockumentary, but I didn't know it at the time that aired on Sci Fi Network, and it was like the backstory of the Blair Witch. Keep in mind, I grew up in the in the woods of Virginia, so I'm oh like just God. south of Burkittsville, Maryland, and it freaked me out to the point where I was like, "Is is there like a way to like is this a real thing?" So I really thought it was real when I saw the movie.
2: Yeah, so did I. So did I. And it was terrifying, like I said.
1: <laughs> like, do we
2: but need to right away, look for these kids? <laughs> I fell in love.
1: It's 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 one of those types of things, too, where I imagine as a wrestler, you get this too, where you want something that's going to unite the crowd. So when you're wrestling in an arena, whether it's you know, if it doesn't really matter who the who the face is, who the heel is, if there's going to be turns during the match. But you want the crowd to be in on it. And I feel like horror movies in general are even better than comedy movies are the best sort of like the crowd is all in this together. Is there yeah. like a movie theater experience that you had with a horror movie where you're like, boom, this is why I love going to see this stuff in theaters.
2: Hmm. I have to, I have to think on that a bit. I remember like seeing the grudge in theaters and everyone just <laughs> gasping and just like, oh, you know, screaming, um, I can't, I can't pinpoint like a unanimous moment where everyone had the same reaction that made me take notice. Have you?
1: The grudge was one of the big ones for me. It's funny you bring that movie up when the kid opens his mouth and it just keeps opening. You're like, what the?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I remember also like, that was like one of the few scary movies that I've seen. And also I was like younger when I watched it. So it, it scared the shit out of me. But like, having to question myself like do i need to leave the theater like can i sit through this um and like having my feet up on the seat like my feet weren't even touching the ground i was like holding my knees and just like genuinely questioning like can i finish this movie
1: yeah those are those are the fun ones where it's almost like a marathon it's like an endurance trial do you have a do you have like one movie that is your favorite horror movie of all time or or is it blair witch or, or is it a saw movie
2: Like, I don't have one. I wish I did. I don't have a favorite of all time. Like, I have ones that I constantly kind of rewatch, whether it's for, like, nostalgia. um, But I I don't know that I have a very favorite scary movie.
1: I feel like the the genius of Saw is that it does give us those classic horror movie feels because you have this diabolical genius villain. So you could compare Jigsaw to like a Freddy Krueger or a Jason Voorhees, but like Freddy and Jason are out for revenge. Like they feel like they've been wronged. This, this, This Jigsaw guy, he just loves... He just loves puzzles and he happens to be, you know, the sadomasochist doing it, but he still enjoys just the puzzles and making people figure stuff out. So yeah. we'll, we'll, let's get in. my first question to you about Saw in general. In the 2004 movie is I, I have to ask everybody this on the show. It's 51 percent rotten on the tomato meter. Is Rotten Tomatoes wrong about Saw?
2: They're wrong. They're so wrong. They're so wrong. They're really wrong. I, what, what do the comments say? Why don't they? Why don't they like it? Why is it only
1: 51? It's a great question because the audience score for Saw is it's uh, is it's 84 percent. And so that's
2: what the tomato score should be.
1: Yeah, you see that. And it's like that's what the actual tomato meter should be, I think, in a lot of people's minds, because I know that the movie was a surprise success when it came out. But you don't get to have, what, seven, eight sequels. There's there's prequels. There's you know, I'm going to read the critics consensus of saw to you and you let me know if you agree with this or not okay saw ensnares audiences with a deceptively clever plot and a myriad of memorable nasty set pieces but its lofty ambitions are undercut by a nihilistic streak that feels more mean than profound um i it it's it's a horror movie
2: it was as mean as it was profound
1: that's fair i i think that's fair And, and, and the traps I think are what attracted a lot of people, not just to this movie, but also the sequels. I think that's why you keep going back to a Saw movie because you want to see what are the new, like clever traps that you get to witness your first time seeing Saw though. Do you remember what it was like? Like, did you see it in a theater? Did you sneak in? Did you see it at home? No,
2: I, um, was actually at my house. It was, um, I was with my mom and my brothers and we just, it was late night and we just decided to put on Saw. And so we watched it from beginning to end. And I just remember um, that plot twist. I know we're not there yet, but blew me away. Mm-hmm. Blew me away. I like, erupted. Um, no one stopped coming. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, I was so scared, but I was with my family. So I was okay. And I was trying to play it cool, but I was <laughs> like, whoa. I think it was like, the most graphic, I've ever seen, maybe apart from like Hostel in that time. I just was
1: like, whoa, they're showing everything. Hostel's a good one. Do you come from a family of horror movie lovers, or was this your recommendation for family? No, movie yeah,
2: no. I mean, it definitely wasn't my recommendation. I was, I was so young. <laughs> I think my my older brother had heard it was you know good, and so we put it on. And usually, like you know, my mom's not usually down for scary movies, so she was for some reason wanting to watch this night. So yeah, we watched it all together. It's
1: scary. Hey. Props to your mom because my mom wouldn't make it five seconds into this movie. Yeah,
2: she usually doesn't like it, but for some reason she watched the whole entire thing.
1: I think once you get locked into like the 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 sort of crime solving aspect of this movie, it, it's you can actually be if you're not a big like blood and guts person. Totally, you can- it
2: gives you more.
1: Yeah, but it, it so gives you more SVU. to work with.
2: Mother loves SVU, so I could totally see why. Actually, she like watched all of Saw.
1: <laughs> have you ever done? I've never actually done this, and and this isn't like a question. that I thought of it in advance. Have you ever done an escape room? Because I feel like Saw is yeah. the reason why we have escape rooms.
2: Yes, yeah, so on the internet and you know in person where they do you know host escape rooms. I've done tons of escape rooms.
1: Okay, I how love, does how does Liv I'm Morgan in. do? It, how, it, what's your what's I your like success room, rate? I don't,
2: I escape every single time. All right. I'm getting out of there.
1: All right. If you need an escape room buddy, live Morgan. I we're escape
2: gonna... every single time.
1: <laughs> There's the belt. There's the belt. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I think that I would be good at solving the puzzle. I'm pretty good at Tetris. But then here, here's the issue I have with all these traps is that once you figure out what's going on, then you get the key and then you have to unlock. That's the hardest part about it. Like when I go to the gym, I have my own lock and I still can't get the key in on the first or second or third time. Oh, yeah, So it's and the actual key thing. You can't even thing. see the lock. No, no. And so I'm like, I, I don't know how to do this. Did you have like a favorite a favorite trap of anybody that you see in the first saw movie? Did you have like one where you're like, Ooh, that's a, that's, that's clever.
2: I have a favorite trap of all time. It's not in the first one, but I think in the first one, maybe Amanda's, Mm -hmm. maybe Amanda's, you know, um, she had to kill this man, you know, find the key in his stomach, somehow find her keyhole and she finally gets it off right before, you know, it snaps. I don't know if it's because it's kind of like the first one that we see, but also like, (laughs) Just the anxiety knowing like, oh my gosh, she literally is running out of time and she can't find the lock. I don't know, it's just very like anxiety inducing. Hello, Amanda. You don't know me, but I know you. I want to play a game. Here's what happens if you lose. The device you're wearing is hooked into your upper and lower jaws. When the timer in the back goes off, your mouth will be permanently ripped open. Think of it like a reverse
1: air trap. Here, I'll show you. I have a dentist appointment in like a week and like this was not the right movie to see before oh that my God. because that trap that if those of you aren't aren't as familiar with Saw I haven't rewatched it as recent as Liv and I have, it's it's this trap where it's just like this huge steel grid that's really all over your head, but particularly your mouth. And so it's basically going to blow your head up from the inside, starting with your teeth, if you don't get it unlocked in time. And and Amanda's the only person who has survived a trap from Jigsaw to this point, point. and so yeah. she's sort of the the conduit. And it's like th- then we find out in the police station, oh, she had to kill a guy just to get the key, and, and so, she was
2: thankful, and she yeah. was thankful.
1: I don't know how you prosecute that way like, it's like well no this guy put me in a position where i had to kill somebody and so that's really the premise that we're in here with with our with our photographer and with our doctor and with a mysterious dead looking guy in the middle of the room i just love that i love horror movies that have a simple premise like that where it's like hey all you gotta do is get out of the room and you win but in order to do that wow do you have to go through some stuff so do you have a person, I, I guess I'll go back to the first time you and your family were watching Saw and you and you see what's going on in the room. Do you have a person that you're pulling for more than the other? Are you like rooting for the photographer played by Lee Whannell? Are you rooting for the doctor played by Carrie Always? Did it um, switch at all?
2: I think it switched. Well, because, you know, they did a good job at kind of placing guilt and innocence on both characters, like, you know, throughout. So you were back and I was back and forth about the whole thing because you'd find out something about someone and, you know, then you're kind of swaying. Um, do, are, can we talk like, I guess we could talk the movie, right? Because like, I guess everyone has seen it that has watched oh, this. I'm like, right like, do I say spoilers?
1: Our audience has already been warned about spoilers. You go ahead and get as deep into this movie as you want. To.
2: Yeah. So I felt for some reason more bad when Adam died, even <laughs> though, you know, Gordon ended up escaping. You know, and even though we had a family, for some reason, I think when I look back, I felt I felt more sorry for Adam. I don't know why.
1: I mean, Adam is your photographer, and he's just kind of the the, the, the schlub that gets roped into this because you need an opponent, and so <laughs> you know, he's just he's paid to to go take pictures. But I, I think the other fun thing about this movie, in retrospect, is seeing that the guy um, who played Benjamin Linus in Lost is is in the film here, and he's he's like the weirdo who works at the hospital, but he's also being used by Jigsaw to sort of, I guess, for lack of a better word, recruit these villains. He's played by Michael Emerson. Zep is the character, and so... That also was, was a really interesting thing that I didn't know about Saw because you just hear that it's all these like inventive traps and stuff. I didn't realize that we got the family involved too and they were kidnapped in another room. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It was it was loaded. Um, it just got crazier as you watch, like more plot twists, more more at stake, more to fight for. You know what I always think about though is like how long was Adam in the tub in the beginning
1: before I woke up? That's a great question. Very
2: first and he's like waking up out of the water and I'm always like how long was he submerged for <laughs> did they just put him there cuz you know like over like 3 minutes you know that's like brain damage so yeah. I was like how long how long was he in this water for
1: yeah he's definitely going to be pruning he's he's going to have all the wrinkles on his fingertips when he gets yeah. out of there and then he gets out of the bath only to have to reach deep into a toilet to look for a mysterious garbage bag that we think only has two saws in there. And th- this is why I'm I'm kind of a moron. I should point this out to you. When I'm watching horror movies or like whodunits, I never know the twists. I never see them coming. I just take Me everything to face yeah, at face so value. So when he takes the two saws out of the bag, I'm like, ah, that's the name of the movie. And then he's got this weird look right before he tosses the rest of the garbage bag into the tub. And I'm like, is there something else in that bag? And then I forgot it. I totally yeah. forgot it until the yeah. pictures come out. And so he is the one who's been taking pictures of Carrie Always who may or may not be cheating on his wife. And mm-hmm. those are also in the garbage bag.
2: Also, um, I'm like forgetting when he reached into the toilet. He did it for no reason. Right. Because it was in the tank. <laughs>
1: it was in the tank. Yeah. He went all the way down into the guts yeah. of the toilet.
2: He, yeah. It was disgusting. And then just to realize it was in the tank. So funny.
0: Sleeping Dogs now on digital. That's SleepingDogsMovie dot slash Wondery.
1: I, I think my my favorite um, sort of trap is I do love that the jigsaw gave them each a saw and they're like just trying in vain to like saw and then Carrie Carrie always his character has the realization that oh yeah, we're like- supposed to saw off our feet and. I don't know that I could ever get myself to that point, Liv. I think I might just be content to die in the room instead of sawing. I don't, I, I, you know, that's the fun thing about these movies is it puts you in that room and you say, what would I do to survive?
2: Yeah. That's something I contemplate with too. I'm like, you know, would I have sawed off my own foot? And I truly don't know either. I might've just been like, take me. I might've just been okay to die as well. I don't know that I would have (laughs) sawed off my own foot, but also I guess like, you know, the pressure of the clock ticking down, You know, maybe those last couple seconds, I just was like, ah, you know, and maybe maybe I would do it. I don't know. Oof.
1: the family aspect, I think maybe because like he's trying to saw his foot off to get out to like save his wife and kid. If somebody had done that to me and and then they posted like a picture of of my dog, Molly, the Wonder Dog, like in another room, I'd be like, yeah, I'd saw my own foot off for Molly.
2: Yeah, of course. You know, like if you have the right bait or the right reasoning, you know, like I said, but yeah, I mean, family. If you have, you know, a picture of my dog or my chicken, <laughs> my cows, my mom, my brothers, you know, my sisters, I'm, I'm, I'll sell off, I'll soft anything.
1: Your chicken and your cat. You're, you're, you're losing Love an them. appendage. I
2: will sell off my foot for my chickens.
1: Okay. All right. This is this is new information. We are we're <laughs> learning how far <laughs> Liv is willing to go for chickens and cows. They're and it, sweet. I mean. They really are the most innocent of all of us, so, They're so they deserve innocent. better.
2: They're so, so, so innocent. <laughs> I would help them out. I'd have to.
1: So, the the twist that really shook me, and again, I saw this movie for the first time this week, is crazy. Same we, to me. Yeah, we're just like we're we're in this room, and we feel like over an hour into this movie, we know what we're in for now. It's like it's it's doctor versus photographer it's are are we going to team up is there a way to team up is one of us gonna have to kill the other person and then we find out where's jigsaw he's been in the middle of the room pretending to be dead the whole time my mind exploded
2: not one part of me thought that that was even a possibility not even once um i was so 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 baffled i remember thinking like I remember rewinding, like, do we see him breathing? Like, you know, did they let us know and we just didn't notice it? Cause who's looking at the dead man in the middle of the floor? I remember rewinding, like, looking for breath or just any kind of body movement. Um, I was, it was, it was stunning. It was, I thought the smartest thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. I was like, wow, genuinely shocked, stunned. They got us. What a plot twist.
0: It's a very interesting person.
1: His name is John. Has an inoperable frontal lobe tumor. I'm sick from the disease
2: eating away at me inside.
0: Sounds like our friend Jigsaw.
2: I'm sick of people who don't appreciate their blessings.
0: Looks like our guy likes to book himself front row seats to his own sick
1: games. Hello, Mark. Poor Amanda. Zappo. Doctor Gordon. I want to play a game. The commitment to the gag. That's always the hardest thing. Like when I back in another life year, decades ago, I was on uh, I was on MTV's Punked, and like the hardest thing to do when you're trying to punk somebody is you're just there waiting all day.
2: Well,
1: even before they show up to set, you're just like, oh. It's like, you know, when you're like, when you're a kid and you're hiding behind a door to like scare your friend, like you're hiding behind there for like 10 seconds yeah, you're this all day. And in this guy's case, you got to lay in a bunch of blood. You got to lie with all these like prosthetics on to make it look like you just blew your and own they're head like, off, you
2: know, trying to get the recorder out of his hands. You know, they're trying to get this, you know, like he's having to lay there as they're like whipping him with shirts and stuff, <laughs> trying to retrieve stuff.
1: Okay, well, let me ask you this because, again, this might just be me as a global viewer. So, there's a scene where we think that Adam, it, the photographer, is maybe dying because he smoked a poisonous cigarette, even though it says in the box and it shows the audience, hey, the cigarettes are not poisonous, don't worry about it. So, he gets a cigarette and he lights it and he kind of fakes dying so that the purveyors of the game will think that he's dead, that Gordon killed him, and then Gordon can escape. Um, I thought he was dead.
2: I thought he was dead, too. I thought he was dead, too. I, um, (laughs) was like, that's it?
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, Um, that was easy.
2: Yeah, it was crazy. I'm trying to, um, I feel like I need to watch that back, actually.
1: Well, it's funny because like I'm watching it and I know Lee Wannell, who who the actor who plays him is more known for directing movies. He went on to do an insidious film. He did Upgrade. He uh, did The Invisible Man. So and and, and, he, and, he, and he I think he co-wrote Saw and he's and he's a, an accomplished writer of the genre and of movies in general, too. So I'm watching him act and I'm like, yeah, this is a good death. It's not the best death I've ever seen. And then th- they turn the electrocution on. And it's like, but oh, it was he was never dead. Death.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a death.
1: I've done it! I've killed him with the poison just like you wanted. Now, where's my family? Where are they? Jesus
0: Christ! I I just got electrocuted! Jesus, that was our way out! Did, Did you hear what I said? Get this thing off me! Get it off! Stop acting.
1: The other aspect of Saw that that I think locks people in, and maybe this is the aspect for people to follow who aren't necessarily into the the visceral violence as much, is watching the detective work of Danny Glover's character, Detective Tap, and his partner, Detective Singh, as they're piecing together. Because like Danny Glover becomes obsessed with this. Yeah. W- with what's going on here because he's got you know he, now he's got skin in the game because he almost lost his light to this guy i was so rooting for them when they find out where jigsaw's sort of hideaway is and then we think we got jigsaw but this guy thought of everything the shotgun trap that emotionally moved me when yeah. we get <laughs> detective Singh, who's another lost veteran who just walks into a bunch of shotguns i felt so bad for that guy
2: Yeah, it was unfortunate. They were definitely trying their hardest. You thought that they were going to save the day. You thought that they were going to be the heroes and walk in on the room and find the boys before anything happened. And then they just get murdered. And you're just like, oh, no. Then you really just think they're done for it.
1: All right. So as somebody who has not seen any of the Saw sequels yet, I'm looking forward to watching them. You're already telling me that there's even better traps in the future. Our our engineer Brian said that he likes uh, Saw Two the best.
2: Oh, I going to say 2 is so good. 2 is so good.
0: Okay. I think like
2: i like one as um I think I like one the most just cuz it's like the original, you know, it's like the blueprint. 2 is great though. I think 2 is my favorite out of the rest of
1: um, the sequels. Did you stick with all the sequels or did you drop off the saw train at some point?
2: I dropped off at like 4.
1: <laughs> You're out. <laughs> I,
2: don't, I don't know if it, like 4. Yeah, I mean, they do a good job at like, you know, keeping the thread you know but um i just dropped off at
1: four did they kill a chicken or a cow <laughs> in there and that's why you, you were it's out like,
2: i don't want to if you're gonna watch it it's like i <laughs> don't really want to tell you too much but some people die you know which changes things
1: okay no i here's the thing i don't really care about spoilers with this the movie that i was excited to see because i love chris rock so much is spiral which is like it, it's like
2: haven't watched spiral
1: okay all right well then we'll we'll both do our homework and watch spiral and then we'll have you back um, at, at some point in spiral? the future so we can talk about spiral okay. because every one of these movies is rotten on the tomato meter and it's interesting because oh. they go down in descending I think order there's like
2: great character work
1: it's I mean I you're, you, talk about, you, you talk about you talk about guy is
2: one that feels justified
1: yes and it's it's an actor's dream to be able to get it just you don't have to do like a lot of moving around. You just have to like be in a room and you just have to act your ass off, act like your life's at stake, act like you're cutting your arm off to save your prized rooster or whatever's and I on the farm.
2: It's like so interesting about the movie. I mean, obviously, there's like um, different settings, but majority it's just in that room. And I feel like to hold a film in one single location with just. Three I mean three actors, one's dead. And to hold the audience's attention and to keep them watching when it's just so simple and kind of like bare bones like that. I think that's impressive.
1: Yeah. And I think my favorite trap out of out of all the ones that we saw in the first movie, I love the barbed wire one, just because barbed wire has always scared me as Ooh, yeah. as a kid. And, you know, I mean, I've seen it's wrestlers too. I've seen wrestlers deal with barbed wire before. And and it looks like uh, you know, I'm a I'm a, I'm a fan of the sport of wrestling and I've seen the movie The Wrestler and to see what actually, like the actual stuff that you all put your bodies through is not just for show. There's like real pain being inflicted and barbed wire sure. seems like the worst part of it.
2: I've never had anything to do with barbed wire, so I can't really speak from <laughs> that experience. But yeah, I mean, I can imagine. Um, I mean, I have barbed wire, barbed wire like surrounding my farm, you know, and sometimes when I... I'm like, ooh. So I can imagine, you know, um, that trap and having to literally crawl through and walk through the barbed
1: wire. We need to barbed wire for the chick. We gotta protect the chickens, is is yeah, the point of, of this you gotta, show.
2: Um, we gotta keep them, um, we gotta keep them um, in the in the coop in the in the land area. Um, I think that's why that trap is so scary though, is because it's like it's not like not everyone knows what you know, having this helmet that's literally gonna rip your jaw off feels like and not everyone knows what bob warrior feels like but everyone knows what it is you know everyone knows what it's for yeah and so a little bit more i guess close to home a little bit more like relatable than the other kills i guess in one like two has a really good one like that too
1: i want you to go ahead and spoil it for me what's your favorite kill in saw two
2: oof okay 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 so amanda pretty much oh i don't want to tell you okay
1: oh no it's poor amanda
2: yeah, yeah. Okay, so she gets oh. thrown into this pit of needles. So this needle is full of, I mean, this pit is full of needles, like mm. hundreds and hundreds of needles. One has an antidote, and I think one has, like, a lethal injection where, you know, if you confuse it, you're going to die. But pretty much she's dropped into this pit of, this, like, 10-foot pit of hundreds and hundreds of needles, and she's just having to scoop through them. Oh. She's getting pur- all over her body. And it's like one of those things that it's like we've all gotten a shot before. Like we know what that feels like. So imagine being submerged in this pit and you're having to dig your way to find the right syringe that has the right antidote. And it's just so graphic. And I saw that in theaters, actually. And I remember everyone in the audience just like kind of just cringing and like ooing and aahing because it's like uncomfortable to watch.
1: All right. This is maybe the most important recommendation I have for you, because I do want to ask you about um, about your your background, how you got into wrestling real quick, too. But but the the biggest question is horror movies are great to see in movie theaters for two reasons. One, because you have like the whole crowd with you and you're all reacting together. But two, I'm the kind of guy that I walk into a movie theater and it doesn't matter how full I am. I could just be coming from a three, five, seven course meal.
2: Don't get me started. I still
1: need the popcorn. Live. Oh, I still need it
2: I, I need the popcorn, I need the cookie dough bites I need the mix in the popcorn um, That's I your like, mix Yeah, oh I'm 100% Always going to get Cookie um, dough popcorn. bites Cookie dough bites in the popcorn And that way it kind of melts and it mixes yeah. It gets a little you know Between the butter and the melted chocolate But it's like most fire combination ever It's like the salty and the sweet and the chocolate And the butter, it's so good
1: I'm trying it, I gotta try that
2: you have to, or or like a bunch of crunch works. I don't like it with snow caps. I wouldn't do snow caps. I'd do a bunch of crunch or the cookie dough bites. Obviously, you know, pro. get a soda with that. Um, I think I'm going to see Black Phone tonight. I think I might go and see Black Phone in the theaters tonight. Have you watched it yet?
1: I have not seen the Black Phone yet, but I, I heard mean,
2: got like amazing, amazing reviews. And so I was like, ooh, maybe I'll go see that tonight. And so it's I seems, think I'm going to go do
1: my pop. To- yeah, there's some saw DNA there, too, because, you know, you have like these kids that are trapped in a room and like the phone rings. You're not supposed to answer it. But you got this weirdo who's kind of torturing you for nefarious purposes. So yeah. if you'll appease me, I want you to try this when you go see the black phone tonight is okay. th- it sounded disgusting to me because I had heard of the bunch of crunching <laughs> popcorn. I had heard of milk duds in popcorn seemed like the like that's how everybody discovered chocolate in popcorn first was milk With duds. The milk duds? Yeah. Stop. And then because the caramel gets all, it gets a little too gooey for me. Here's the hack is try Sour Patch Kids in popcorn.
2: I knew that's what you're going to say for some reason. I knew. Um, <laughs> I just I could, look I like could that guy. Taste, <laughs> I could already taste it. Um, I, I could understand it.
1: Maybe get a large popcorn and do your cookie dough. And then just get like a small one for the side and just try some Sour Patch Kids in there. I wonder
2: if I did halves and halves.
1: Better than you thought. It's, it, like, yeah. Yeah. It blew me away. Well, I mean, you can't be in that stuff all the time, I imagine, if you are a professional athlete, as you are, not only a uh, a warrior in the ring, but you, I mean, we're talking about WWE champion here stuff. So when you got into wrestling, wh- what was the sort of the conduit that hooked you into, hey, this is something that I want to try?
2: Yeah, um, I grew up a lifelong fan since I was um, five years old. I remember the first time I watched WWE, I just instantly fell in love with it, and it was kind of like my escaped, you know, from reality. So I just fully like immersed myself into it. So I grew up a fan, and then I um, was working at a Hooters and a wrestler had walked in and because I was a lifelong fan, I recognized who they were. And I was like, I want to wrestle. And so they were like, all right, here's this trainer. He has some connections with WWE. Um, If he thinks, you know, you're athletic enough, then, you know, maybe he'll pass along your information. So there was no promises, so then I went and I met this trainer and um, he, his name is Joe DeFranco. He owns his own gym in New Jersey. He only trains like professional athletes. So I walked in and he's putting like his NFL boys through this crazy <laughs> workout. And I'm just like showing up um, in like sweatpants. I don't even have workout clothes. I've never worked out a day in my life.
1: Oh, so you, you didn't have like a, like a big history in athletics to that point?
2: No, I, I had done cheerleading in high school and competitive cheerleading, but um, that was about it. And so... I'm like, yeah, I'm the girl that wants to wrestle. And he just kind of looked at me and was like, okay, hop in. And so I'm just like, you know, training with the boys. And um after about like four days, he thought that um I kind of held my own pretty well. And so he was like, All right, I'll train you and we'll prepare you for this WWE tryout. So um I trained with him for six months, um, about five days a week. And then my tryout came and I was just so prepared because you know, he kind of knew the ins and outs of what was expected cardio wise and just, you know, workout wise, what we'd be doing kind of at the tryout. So I was so prepared and um, I wanted it more than I wanted to breathe. And so I was fortunate enough to leave there with the contract.
1: That's amazing. What a sort of like underdog story of of you getting into the, the wwe but then like as we all know from being fans of watching it it really you you pass those tryouts and stuff but then the real audition is in front of the fans oh, right yeah. it's like whether you get over or not so when you're introduced for the first time in front of like a huge throng like like in a, a stadium an arena full of people what's that feeling like
2: um you kind of just hope for the best i mean you have your good guys and you have your bad guys. Everyone portrays something different and they say like, you know, the best character is just like an extended version of yourself. So if you're usually at like a six or seven dial it up to like a 12, 13, 14, 15, you know? (laughs) And so, um, I mean, I think it kind of varies case by case. I think, you know, being a good guy, it's always harder to make people love you than it kind of is to make people hate you. It's very easy to, um, call the crowd names and get booze, but to get like genuine cheers because they're happy for you or because they like you, it's a lot harder. Um, so yeah, it's nerve wracking to go out in front of hundreds of thousands of people and just um, hope you get one or the other. You just want a reaction. Honestly, no reaction is the worst reaction. Um, you'd, you'd rather take booze all days than just like a silent crowd.
1: Yeah. You, you, you don't, you definitely don't want like the polite golf, claps when, when you're out yeah, there in front of a bunch of you people, know, I
2: mean, at least that's something honestly, but when it's just like cricket, you know, it's just like, ah,
1: <laughs> do you think that maybe like, so it seems like somebody like you might just lean on horror movies As sort of an escape where it's like, I I don't have to think about any of the pressure that's that that I'm under as a professional athlete in this world. I just get to go watch people. And maybe it's those simplistic movies like Saw where it's there there aren't a lot of set pieces. It's just, hey, I just get to watch these people fight for their lives. And it kind of takes me out of the the box that I'm currently
2: in. Yeah, I love to feel, you know, I love to feel and um, scary Horror always makes me feel, I'm always, I'm always scared. <laughs> I'm always scared of watching movies, you know, horror movies. And then when I'm at my house and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm here alone. Do I lock the doors? You know, like I kind of live for that like adrenaline, but knowing you're safe, you know? So I love to put on a horror movie and be so scared out of my mind, but knowing it's okay because in reality I'm safe. Like I love that kind of adrenaline spike. Um, And also I just, I, I like to look into kind of, um, kind of what I said before, like, I feel like the best villains are, they feel like they're justified, you know, Jigsaw felt so totally 100% justified in potentially killing dozens of people because he thought that, you know, them being ungrateful for their life was like the biggest sin. So in his mind, he's like, thinks he's really helping these people, giving them a second look at life. And so, just that's interesting to me too. Just kind of the brain work of like what makes them tick.
1: I'll give you that. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, Jigsaw's a, a pretty terrible person, but uh, no, it, I'm
2: not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Um, oh, I
1: know. Yeah, I, I, I know oh, you're not I, like I, justice for Jigsaw, but yeah, I think no. that I, I think he's cut from a higher cloth. I would say. So if there is a hell and you go to like different like levels of it, I think like Freddie and Jason and Michael Myers are like way down in the seventh level. Jigsaw maybe kicking around the fifth or sixth level. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I could see that. You know, he's not just well, it's all pointless, really, at the end of the day. But in his mind, he's not just killing for sport like, you know, Chucky or Freddy or Jason or like, you know, I mean, even Leprechaun, he's still a little bit justified. He's like, you saw my gold. Where's my gold? You know, Leprechaun
1: might be the hero of that of that franchise.
2: My gosh, Leprechaun used to scare the crap. I was so scared of Leprechaun. So, so, so scared of Leprechaun. I don't know why I was most scared of Leprechaun and Chucky, and they're both just, like, tiny, but that's what made me scared.
1: I, I'm, you're totally right. I'll tell you why, because they're things that live in your room. Like, like, nobody's inviting Freddy into their house, but, like, you already have evil-looking dolls in your room, and so, yeah. you know, that, that I think that's, that, that's why Toy Story, to me, is a horror movie franchise. It's just a bunch of sentient toys no. that come to life. Stop. The bear wow. in Toy Story three, the evil teddy bear. Okay, That's as the evil, evil as anything. Bear.
2: And also in two, what was his name? The in two,
1: the um, we well, had the you had that kid Sid who had like the uh, that was who, Sid
2: was in part one, but in part two with Jesse and they introduced Bullseye. What do they call him? The he has like the white mustache.
1: I gotta look this up. Toy Story two.
2: <laughs> oh, I found him. Hold on, what's his name? Stinky Pete but he's called something
1: Stinky Pete, the prospector,
2: the prospector. Yes, there he is. I knew it was something. I was like the health inspector, but no, the prospector, he's biggest heel of all time. Biggest heel of all time.
1: All right. So in, in Liv Morgan's ranking of the all time, great horror movie villains, Stinky Pete, the prospector is up there with your, your, your jigsaws, your leprechauns, your Chuckies of the world. Um, Liv, it, it's been an absolute treat getting to have you on the show and getting to just talk really all things, horror movies, horror movie villains. Um, it, it, they, I know you're going to see black phone tonight, so we'll talk about black phone later. That's like 83% on the tomato meter. So that's, Oh,
2: everyone's raving about it. Some people have seen it like three times. and they're just like, you got to go see us. So I'm like, okay, I've got to go see black phone.
1: So I let us know seen, how that goes.
2: Yeah. I haven't seen, um, a scary movie in the theaters in a long time.
1: Do you? So Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and give you, uh, do you have another movie that you want to recommend to everybody who's listening right now? It could be any genre, just like a movie that you, you're like, oh, everybody should go check this out. Ooh, okay. I got a good one for you while you're thinking about it. So. Um,
2: Nobody's pretty good.
1: Nobody with Bob Odenkirk? Yeah. I was just tweeting about this movie last night because uh, no spoilers here, but nobody's really, I've seen it and I want more nobody movies. Yeah,
2: it was really good. It was, like, different. Um, I don't know why that's the first one that pops my mind, but um, it definitely left, like, an impression on me. I like Nobody a lot.
1: It was awesome. And my recommendation for you, because Lee Wannell, who plays Adam in Saw, directed Upgrade. Have you seen Upgrade yet?
2: No. Is that new?
1: It's it, it's a couple years old now, but it, it it was sort of, like, under the radar, but it's, like, sort of like a superhero meets, like, science fiction, a little bit of horror element Ooh. in there. Really, really cool How movie. How you watch The Boys? I love the boys.
2: Oh, my gosh. The boys. I'm obsessed with the boys. So good.
1: Yeah. So good. I saw it. I saw it. I promise i let you get out of here after this. Now, this has just been a great long, long, winding conversation. The I saw a fan, some sort of fan art that was the back of Homelander. And he's looking at all of the villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like Thanos uh, and stuff.
2: So do you think can they cross over? Is that the same or different?
1: I, it's, it's, I don't think it'll ever happen in a million years, but wow, would I pay to see it.
2: So I know I, I don't mean to get so off topic. I mean, it's a topic that we're talking about now, but let me just get this out. Okay. So I've watched Marvel here and there, right? Um, yeah. Throughout the years growing up, but it, it didn't really make sense to me. Like I remember watching Spider-Man, um, the, the first one that introduced Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I remember seeing that in theater and kind of watching nothing else before that being so confused that like the crossovers the avengers it was very confusing to me i like the film but i hadn't watched any of the previous movies so it was confusing so a couple months ago maybe like two three months ago i decided i'm gonna watch every single marvel in order and so nice. i've been watching every single marvel in order and i'm like so obsessed i think the last thing i just watched um was Ant man and the Wasp, so okay. i'm almost finished um and i it. I think it's incredible. Incredible. Completely changed my mind of like Marvel and superheroes. And then so um, I took a break to watch The Boys. And so I just binged The Boys. And I'm like, wow, this is so incredible. I would die for a Marvel and The Boys crossover. Incredible. Homelander is,
1: maybe he's the worst. He might be, yeah, he might be up there with Stinky Pete the Prospector.
2: Yeah, poor Homelander. I feel bad for him, but he's (laughs) terrible.
1: He's the worst, but he's Anthony stars. So good at playing that he's character. So
2: amazing. I don't think I've ever seen acting so great. He just, I feel like he just is like on cue on command cries, laughs. You see his emotions. So clearly he does such a good job of just letting you know what he feels with no words is incredible.
1: He wears it on his sleeve, and uh, I don't think that we're going to see Liv Morgan this week on SummerSlam, which you can catch on Peacock July 30th, wearing a Homelander costume. She's way too pure for that, but is there any chance we see you walk out with some barbed wire? Maybe.
2: Actually, no, I can't. I would get disqualified. I would get disqualified. I need to beat Ronda Rousey fair fair and square, so no barbed wire. Maybe, Maybe next time. Maybe next time.
1: Well, hey, the whole gang here, all of our fresh ketchup crew fans of Rotten Tomatoes is wrong are in your corner. So, have a great Thank time you. at SummerSlam. Um do do the lord's work and I'll tell you what, we'll make sure the chickens are protected so you can feel safe and you just get out there in the ring and, and and wrestle your heart out, okay? Thank you. Thank you so
2: much. 51%, huh? So, we got 51%. That's that's
1: insane. Sometimes when we talk about movies on this show, that tomato meter has a tendency to go up if if we're if we're it's really stumping for a movie. It. So, It
2: deserves deserves at least a 72.
1: All you critics out there, get it up to 72. That's per Liv Morgan. And uh, (laughs) if you've ever seen her wrestle, trust me, you want to make her happy, okay? You do not (laughs) want to get on the wrong side of Liv Morgan. Uh, Once again, you can catch her on uh, July 30th is SummerSlam, big WWE event this summertime, and you can catch it right here on Peacock. Lib Morgan, I can't wait to talk Blackphone with you or Spiral or Upgrade. So uh, have a great time this week, and uh, we'll catch up soon, okay? All
2: right, thank you. Have a good day.
1: Oh, this is so great. We set out to talk about Saw, and we ended up getting everything from Toy Story 2 To the boys, how do we get there? I mean, you would—it was almost like a jigsaw puzzle, the way that we weaved in and out of horror movies, versus what to put on popcorn, versus wrestling talk. Really interesting to get Lib Morgan's background, and every time we get to have a wrestler on the show, it makes me want to watch whatever they're doing next, whatever the big next event is. And like I've been telling you already. Peacock, July 30th. That's where SummerSlam takes place. And you can watch Liv Morgan in per- Will she come out with Barbed Wire? Probably not. A Homelander cape? Probably not. But hey, that's why you watch wrestling, because you never know. So, in the meantime, that's going to do it for us here today at Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. Friendly reminder you can email us anytime if you have a movie that you want us to talk about coming up. You have thoughts on an episode that we just covered about a particular movie. Hit us up, RT is Wrong at Rotten Tomatoes. Dot com subscribe rate review all that good stuff and we never let you go without a tease about what you're going to hear and see next week on the show and this is one that we've had in the wish list for a long time the suggestion box has been filled to the brim with this particular movie and it's very goofy it's a goofy movie we're finally getting a chance to talk about it some a hundred and whatever episodes deep into the show we get to talk about a goofy movie with a very special guest who has a very special connection to Molly the Wonder Dog, who is also maybe related to Goofy. I don't know how all that stuff works, but it's going to be a canine-tastic episode of Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong next week on the show, so tune in for that. In the meantime, thanks for watching this episode or listening to this episode. I'm Mark Ellis for Jacqueline Coley, Brian Perez, producer Lucy, Liv Morgan, our special guest, Molly the Wonder Dog, and everyone else here at Rotten Tomatoes. Thank you, and um, no, I do not want to play a game.